Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hello, faithful listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm glad you're both alive. How are you? <laughs> I'm Anthony. <laughs> Anthony it's is referencing the apocalypse that has hit Oklahoma. For those of you who haven't heard, we had like, what, 30 tornadoes this week in Oklahoma? Yeah, Something. within the span of, what, really like three days? Three days. Probably. And we're having record-breaking floods all over the place. You know it's bad when the casinos close because of flooding. When the casinos are turning away people, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, not just closed, but evacuated. Yeah, their hotels Insane. are all evacuated. We all have seen pictures. Yeah, it's absolutely had, crazy. Then on top of everything, the reservoirs that are dumping now 300 thousand gallons of water per second into the fl already flooded river they two barges came free i don't know if you heard about this anthony they lost two barges that are like six hundred thousand pounds each they were lost and then today they slammed into the dam but the dam withheld that's good Dude, there was fear that, that the dam was gonna go drama was no joke it was like i was not only pinned to the screen or glued to the screen because tornadoes were flying everywhere and trying to kill us but these barges this barge drama was for real because it was dark outside and they were trying to get like army helicopters to go and find them but they couldn't get the resources they need to and then you have the newscasters that are like like the two newscasters that have had no airtime by the way because our rock star meteorologist on my favorite channel channel six so trav meyer was doing all the tornado coverage and like the two seconds they got they sensationalized the story like I've never seen in my entire life. They were like, we have these two barges. They're barreling through the water. We don't know where they are yet. If they slam into the dam with enough force, they could burst through the dam and go down the river further and break the, you know, break the bridge that's going over. Blah. And I'm like, and even, even our meteorologist was like, really, guys? Really? Magical barges that are going to bust through a dam and <laughs> bring a bridge down? And not, not get all puncture and sink after hitting the dam. Yeah. Right, right. No, the, the fear of them breaking the dam was definitely real. And now we're dealing with a spider apocalypse, apparently. All these spiders are coming out of their hidey holes. and. Yeah, don't even. That's bad. Don't talk about that. You know, last night, Julia, Anthony, you, you of course didn't see this. Julia and I were watching the same news. And I have a crazy weather app I use now because um, I'm yeah. my own meteorologist. Apparently, I've decided this is something I can do. Um, <laughs> That's Christine's response to. Anthony, but, uh, you need to come visit in storm season, and we can play uh, storm season bingo. Oh, for some amazing. people, it's a drinking game, but you know, 
I imagine if you came, it'd probably have to be a drinking game. <laughs> but that tornado that was forming in South Tulsa? You provide the alcohol, I'm there. That tornado that was forming, like the wall that was lowering with the rotation starting, that was right over my house. Oh my gosh. They were showing insane. the intersection, like they, they showed the intersection right outside of my neighborhood. Anyway. And that was you. You're like, hey, that's me. Yeah, as that started to come, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go join Christine Minnelli in the storm shelter now. Oh gosh. Yeah, we saw one pass north of us in Owasso out of our backyard pretty well. It wasn't on the ground when we saw it go by. But we were true Oklahomans, Tom. I feel like I'm so proud of you, proud Julia. Of that a little bit. Well, one, it was sunlight still. Two, Trav was on point and told us exactly what roads it was between in Owasso. So we had the storm shelter packed, but we were all on the back porch <laughs> taking video of it. It's pretty great. Pretty great. Cool. So tonight we are covering 30 Rock, the series that ran from 2006 to 2013, running for seven seasons. I will go through the cast in a moment, but real quick, let's talk our histories of 30 Rock. I picked this show, even though I did not watch 30 Rock, um, because I have a good friend who listens to our podcast regularly, Adam, who is a big 30 Rock fan and tried to get me to watch the show many times. And I'm like, the few episodes I've seen have been funny. The, let's give these Christmas episodes a try. Um, yeah, I don't know why I haven't watched it. I haven't watched this, this show in its entirety yet. How about you, Anthony? Uh, I don't like this show. I've tried watching this show because it stars a bunch of people I do like. And I have friends like you, Tom, who have tried to get me to watch it multiple times. And I've tried getting through season one a few times and not for me. Which is a shame because I love Tina Fey. I really love Tina Fey and I want to like the show. But not for me. That's so funny, especially with it being in New York. It's kind of a love letter to New York, right? Oh, it is. I'm, I'm going to talk about some of the scenic shots, especially in that first episode. Mingling with some bad CGI green screen at certain points. <laughs> but. Not as bad as the final episode of Game of Thrones, just saying. <sighs> Julia, how about you? So I, uh, I never regularly watched... 30 Rock, but it was one of those we DVR'd because we caught a few episodes. We thought they were funny. We DVR'd them forever, and then we never watched them, right? I'm rarely disappointed when I catch an episode. It always makes me chuckle, even though I don't love all the cast members. Um, and I think a lot of that's Liz Lemon and Alec Baldwin. For sure. So they are the, uh, I was, For me, they, they, are the, they are the saving grace. Those guys and the really ancillary side characters – those mm. those middle characters, the Jenna, the uh, Jane uh, Krakowski, the Tracy Morgans, mm. almost killed the show for me. Yes. I would agree with that. Although I really like Jack's mom too. I do too. Oh I consider gosh. her, but why I consider her like a, a lower level? She's not as common as we see those other. Anyway, let's go through the cast. The story revolves around a writer for TGS, an SNL like show. Um, which makes sense because the 30 Rock is produced by Lorna Michaels. So it makes sense. Liz Lemon is the writer. She is played by Tina Fey. She was a writer and actress on SNL for years. She was in Date Night, Mean Girls, Sisters, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Baby Mama, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which we're going to see a common thread throughout all these actors. Going back to 
Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Wine Country. And then uh, as a writer, she was a writer on SNL, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock, and Mean Girls. What's your favorite Tina Fey, guys? Oh, I was not prepared for this question. Uh, she was great. She, I mean, I loved her on SNL, but I really like her. I really like Mean Girls in general, so I liked her in that. Date Night was funny, too. Date Night was funny, but I'm going to have to go with Baby Mama. Oh, I love that movie. Love that movie. Because her and Amy Poehler are magical. I'm going to go with SNL. Okay. I like there, the wide my, variety. Uh, I want to Jack- be like the, the third wheel in that relationship. Oh, just to be a fly on the wall Fuller. with them, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. Oh, and throw Maya Rudolph in there, and it would be like perfect. All right, so Jack Donaghy is Liz Lemon's boss, an executive at TGS, played by Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin has a long-running career. He was in Beetlejuice, Talk Radio, Working Girl, The Hunt for Red October, Great Balls of Fire, the Nuremberg TV series, Clerks, The Royal Tenenbaums, Friends, Thomas the Tank Engine franchise, SpongeBob, huh. SquarePants, The Simpsons, Madagascar 2, um, a Christmas movie that we covered, The Rise of the Guardians, this in Blue Jasmine, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, and Fallout, Boss, ba- Boss Baby, Black Klansman, and Will and Grace. I think he's important enough. Same question. Who's your favorite Alec Baldwin? Or what's your favorite Alec Baldwin? The Shadow. Really? Yes, I loved that movie growing up. I cannot even tell you. I'm going to go Beetlejuice. I love that movie, though. I'm going to go Beetlejuice. Yeah, really? Oh, I I love Beetlejuice. I was not allowed to watch that movie when I was a kid. You should rebel. Watch it now. Michael Keaton's amazing. Michael Keaton is amazing. I'll agree with that all day long. Um, Next, we have Tracy Jordan. It's played by Tracy Morgan who was on Martin, The Tracy Morgan Show, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Are We There Yet, The Night Before, The Star, both movies that we covered, The Simpsons, The Last OG, and the upcoming Green Eggs and Ham series. Mm. Guys, I can't stand Tracy Morgan. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. (laughs) I would have to say my favorite Tracy Morgan would be The Star. (laughs) <laughs> where he learns his voice is one of the camels that's just <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> I would probably have to agree with you because they were ancillary characters in that film and he wasn't didn't get a lot of talk time he and Oprah did well together <laughs> I'm odd <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Marooney played by uh, Jane Krakowski she started her acting career on ABC Weekend Specials. She was in National Lampoon's Vacation, Another World, The Flintstones, and Viva Rock Vegas. Ice Age, Ally McBeal, uh, a TV show called, the, or a TV special called The Christmas Carol, The Musical. Which we covered. Open, we did. She was in Open Season 2, Cirque du Freak, The Vampire's Assistant, The Simpsons, American Dad, The Live... American Dad, A Christmas Story Live, which I guess we'll be covering one day. Modern Family and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Kenneth Parcell is played by Jack McBrayer. He had recurring roles on Conan's talk show. He was in Arrested Development, Talladega Nights, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Despicable Me, The Simpsons, Portlandia, Wreck-It Ralph, Phineas and Ferb, 
Comedy Bang Bang, New Girl, Jack and the Neverland Pirates, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd and Margaret, Smurfs, The Lost Village, The Middle, Bob's Burgers, or Ralph Breaks the Internet. And he was on the new reboot of DuckTales on the last Christmas episode, and he's been on Drunk History. Hey. Uh, Tom, I have to say this because I know you were a fan. Did you see they're bringing Darkwing Duck back oh, on I, DuckTales? I did, and I'm extremely skeptical. Oh. I'm excited. I love Darkwing Duck. I don't like what they did with the new DuckTales. You don't? I think it's okay. The cartoons, are, it's just that cheesy That's... computer animation that I cannot stand. I'm just oh. happy to get Jim Cummings back doing the voice. Uh, before we get into this, I noticed a lot of these people were on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Did y'all watch that show? Were y'all into it? I really liked the first season, but I feel with each further... I, didn't, I never ended up finishing the show, because with each season, I just kind of lost interest. More interest. Oh, it's sad when that happens, to move with shows like that. To me, it was like uh, Two Broke Girls. I saw the first three or four episodes, and then I knew where every episode was going. It was awful. Oh. I didn't oh, like that it at show. All. I hated that show. Two Broke Girls? Yeah. yeah it, shows, it shows the real Why? side of New York that, that Anthony doesn't want the world oh, to see. No. You know I mean, why is I it the people? Or? I, generally speaking, I like Kat Dennings. I couldn't stand her in that show. I'll make a quippy, stupid comment, sarcastic comment, every line out of my mouth, because I'm incapable of having a real line of dialogue. I'm just a cliche character. That show annoyed me to no end. I hated that show. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm picking up where you feel. <laughs> where you where you fall on the spectrum for the show, Anthony. And yeah, I no feel break. bad for the other actress's name beth bears the blonde on that show because you know what they actually act, wrote lines of dialogue for her character but every every line was undercut with a sarcastic quip from kat dennings and it's like shut up is that all that you are capable of doing it's not because i've seen you in other movies but my god they needed better writers for that show <laughs> <laughs> all right let's jump in <laughs> so there was a, a quasi christmas episode in the first season but um after watching it i decided we'd pull it because it wasn't christmasy enough to even qualify for discussion so our first episode we cover is season two's episode nine luda christmas it aired on december 13th 2007 julia you want to give us a plot summary yeah Liz's family visits her for the holidays, and Jack's mother shows up unexpectedly and invites her and Jack to their family meal to wreak havoc. The TGS writers plan to attend their annual Luda Christmas party, which Kenneth cancels because none of the team seem to understand the true meaning of Christmas. He invites Reverend Gary to facilitate a talk about Christmas. This is my second favorite Christmas episode of The Bunch We Watched. What did you like? Which, which storyline did you like more? In this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this stuff with uh, Liz's family and uh, Jack's mom trying to uh, <laughs> get them to tear each other apart. I, I love Liz's family so much. 
I do too. And Jack's mom is just awful to these poor people. Yeah, she is. Although the weirdest thing I don't understand. Is it her brother? At all is, and he's played by um, uh, Andy. Yeah. No, or yeah, it is, right? Were you going to say Andy Dick? Well, no, I'm trying to make sure I, didn't, I get them. I get the names confused. A Me lot. too. That's why I took a pause. I'm like, okay, Richter, Richter. No, he's played by Andy Richter, who uh, he thinks he's like a 40 year old guy, and he has memory loss from a skiing accident, and he thinks he's a 17 year old high school senior. And, it's and the, the states. He's yeah, it, it is. The family states. keeps it going until about halfway through this episode. Um. So, what'd you guys think? Would you, did y'all like this movie or this episode? Um, I was very appreciative of all the outside sh- real. You could tell they were in New York shooting this episode on the Rockefeller Center skating rink, for example. Mm-hmm. She's there with her family, and uh, I was very appreciative of all the actual shots of New York, and then not trying to pass off L.A. or Vancouver or something as New York, like a lot of these shows do. Yeah, I like this one. I like, I think Liz's, Liz's family is exactly who Liz's family should be. Um, I like how it breaks down at the end because of Jack's mom um, and all of the true admissions that come out, you know, that Liz's family isn't perfect and that makes Jack feel a little bit better about himself, even though the whole time he's smitten with Liz's family and thinking about, you know, what he missed with a mom like Colleen, who I love Colleen, by the way. <laughs> She is so terrible and funny to me. I, I didn't like her in this episode at all. At I mean, all? The, the idea that she's just, I mean, all she's missing is like an evil laugh and a white cat to pet in her lap to be like this, yeah. vil, this horrible villain just trying to, to tear down Liz's family. I mean, they're happy. They're, you got you to gotta love their family, right? Um, as weird as it is, but they're happy and they support each other and... Um, Colleen just really didn't do it for me. Next episode is where I get to start really liking her in this. Yeah, I really like her in the next one. Yeah. Um, I do love how skeptical Jack is for a while with Liz's parents because he was not gro- he was not raised in that kind of an environment, that supportive environment. <laughs> he sits him down. He's like, okay, cut to the chase. What do you want? And they just laugh at him. Um, but I really love Jack. Oh, especially in this where you see him longing for something he didn't have. Uh-huh, exactly. So the one thing about Tracy, uh, so with the, the, the Luda Christmas, uh, Tracy Jordan can't participate in the Luda Christmas celebration that they're planning because he has an ankle monitor to monitor his alcohol consumption. Did you, when they show the headquarters of, for like the company behind Tracy Morgan's ankle bracelet, they have, five, they have other dots on the screen. They're like alluding to like Michelle Rodriguez, the actress. They're alluding to Michael Dina and Lindsay Lohan and Chewbacca for some reason. It's needing <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah, it was really funny. Did y'all oh. like the ludicrousness part with Tracy Jordan? I like this interaction with Tracy Jordan more than most interaction with Tracy Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Kenneth I mean, is always just blows me away. I mean, the guy is so innocent and country sweet and fun. He, and he, he's 
he's our Linus, right? He is the Linus of this yeah. episode. He plays yeah. the same guy in everything he's in. A lot of a few of these actors do, but it but works. It does work. But I love him in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Absolutely, his his just newlywed, really religious guy. Hundred <laughs> percent. But um, so favorite scenes or quotes. Oh, I've got some favorite quotes. Why don't you kick us off then? So one of my favorite ones, and it's an ongoing theme where Jack, Jack's this major Republican in the show, and it's always very oh, funny. Um, but I love when um, Jack meets Mitch, Liz's brother, who's stuck in the, in, who's stuck in the mid-1980s. And uh, Jack goes, oh, in his mind, Reagan is still president. He goes, you lucky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) So I already said I like that they really represented what New York looks like and everything. But Liz talks about how she took her parents to a Mars-themed restaurant at one point, uh, which is a real restaurant. It's called Mars 2112. It was awesome. It's not there anymore. Oh, so sad. But they used to have like a spaceship that took you into it and the whole, it was awesome. But I have a Christmas story related to that restaurant because me and Sarah went there. This is like when the first time she visited New York around the holidays, I took her to a really touristy place one night and we were <laughs> eating there and, you know, Christmas carols are playing over the loudspeakers or ever but I guess a disgruntled employee on his way out chain. So we're, we're listening and we're like, Oh, it's the 12 days of Christmas, but a disgruntled employee, I changed it to a dirty version of the 12 days of Christmas and the stuff that was coming over this loudspeaker at this family restaurant. I'm not going to even repeat to blur out here, but like you could just tell the waitress at the next table with full of a family of children, her face just like (laughs) went white as she was like, like, she was like, she was a young girl. I felt bad for her. She was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) It's hilarious. That is hilarious. So you were trying not to laugh too hard. Oh, no. Me and Sarah were laughing our butts off. (laughs) But I felt bad for the lady. Oh, wow. What a way to go out. Right? Yeah. I mean, why not? I really like when we, I really like when we're uh, here from Mitch. He's like, what's up? Do you like Wham? Because I'm kind of like the George Michael of my school. Oh my gosh. What a, he, this is obviously early enough that he doesn't know where things go with George Michael, like in the bathroom, all of that hasn't, in his mind, hasn't happened yet. Oh, that's funny. I like it when Mitch does the flash dance. So they're visiting Liz Lemon's um, stage. Also funny was when they walk up the the game in the background is who farted and her parents are like fawning over her what do they call her will willa shakespeare is that what they called her talking about what a good writer she Maybe, is yeah yeah and how proud they are and then they walk up to the set and it says who farted in the background they're like you made all this it's amazing um, but like, mitch is on the chair and he goes hey dad take my picture look i'm the lady from flash dance and his sweet mom is like that's a good flash dance honey jack goes good flash dance <laughs> yeah. so i actually 
as goofy and out there as the show is, I was getting like the Christmassy feelings at the end there during the mm-hmm. little last montage where they were playing the Christmas music and everyone was at the yeah. party celebrating and you know Tracy Morgan was junk- drunk, but he wasn't getting in trouble because we flashed to that headquarters and all the yeah. cops are making out with one another and not paying attention yep. to the fact he's on the screen. But I got <laughs> they really did a good job giving you the Christmas feelings there, and like it was a de- definite Linus moment. I feel absolutely. Oh when, yeah, when yeah. Tracy Morgan is is drunk though. And uh, he tells everybody, like, it's a big secret. Like, he's got this reveal that he's been drinking when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> His necklace is a flask. <laughs> it's a flask. <laughs> then he walks off. Um, oh, yeah. oh, my God, though. That bad, I think it was this one, that bad CGI where they all run out of 30 Rock. And you could tell they're not actually filming outside of 30 Rock. It's just <sighs> like them in front of a green screen Christmas tree. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh. Good job earlier yeah, in the episode, guys. Rough. But that's <laughs> kind of like the men from the Golden Company running from the Dothraki that mysteriously reappeared after being completely annihilated by the White Walkers. What was that, <laughs> Anthony? What was we, need, that? we need to debrief. We need we need to do a special episode, just the two of us recording and talking about that. I am uh, unedited. We'll just record it, talk, boom, post it up on Patreon. That'd be fun. Have y'all seen the memes with the, yeah, we kind of forgot that we, and then the stuff underneath it. Have y'all seen those? From Game of Thrones? Yeah. No, sadly. I need to try and find them and tag you in them because Do you know what the worst- none of it's relevant to me, but like one of them was, yeah, we kind of forgot that we brought Jon Snow back to life. And then <laughs> these other things that it's kind of like, huh. I did see one friend post- for, you know, eight years, people have been laughing at me that I was missing out on Game of Thrones. Well, who's laughing now? <laughs> Ugh. Game of Thrones. I'm so infuriated by it. All right. Any more favorite <laughs> scenes or quotes or... You know, you know what? As horrible as Jack's mom was in this episode, I like the little... It's just a very silent moment her and Jack shared when Liz's family starts fighting. Like, they just both smiled together watching it. Like, yeah, their family's not perfect. Like, I don't know. I like that little moment between mother and son. Well, I mean, it's a theme we see in stuff, right? Dysfunctional families and the holidays are hard because you're putting these well, square pegs in round holes. And, and I liked thing, like, that that was a moment for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that too. That was sweet like, in a really weird way. In a lot of the and stuff. And that comes not... back. So wait, yes. you love them taking joy in the fact that other people that they've been able to show other people are just miserable. No, I think I, like I don't the... think that was her point, honestly. I, I think Colin's fact... point was I tried really hard too, and we don't look like that, but not everybody looks like that, and that's not always real. And it wasn't, you know. I mean they and... had this and you know what the holidays stresses are high as we see in a lot of these movies and specials like fighting just naturally occurs yeah and yeah sometimes you accidentally out to your brother that he's not stuck in 1984 anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh so great 
<laughs> oh, I've got another quote. Um, so part of Colleen trying to bring the lemons down was when she goes, let's change the subject, politics, which Liz Lemon had mentioned earlier in the episode of the two is the one thing her parents do not talk about because they don't agree. Um, and Dick's like, we really don't discuss that stuff. Life's too short. And Jack goes, really? Life's too short? And then he leans over to Colleen and he goes, because your life seems endless. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that one. That made me laugh. It was sad. It made me crack up. <laughs> Their love hate relationship is just so funny. Oh, like the next episode where they really get into there. Oh yeah. man, I love some of the stuff yeah. between them in the next one. I do too. All right, so we all agree, Linus moment for sure. Yep, yes. a little. Kenneth goes a little Linusy in your face. But we also see the Linus moment between, that's not forced, really, that we see happening between Jack and Colleen, right? And even I would, I would argue, I would argue that there's a Linus moment here for the lemons as well. It's not a happy yeah. feely thing, but it's like they need to be a little bit more real with what's going on around them, right? I can see that. I didn't show up to her football game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you mean your football game in 1984? Well, what other year would I be playing football in? It's <laughs> <laughs> so, <funny>. so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Anyway. All right. Let's rank this one. I'm going to come in at a 7.5. Ooh. I'm going to do a 6.9. I'm giving it a five. Five. Now, which gives us an average of 6.467. Now we're only comparing this to other 30 rocks. So we're not, this, this is like right. a scale in and of itself, just a reminder. Correct. So, season, so the next Christmas episode that 30 Rock did was in season three. It aired for the first time December 11th, 2008, and it was called christmas special instead of going home and celebrating christmas with her family liz decides to help a charity and answer letters to santa and providing kids in need with presents when she delivers the presents there aren't kids and she believes she's been scammed she tries to get help from the post office at no avail and kenneth who never lost faith goes with her back to the apartment to find some christmas magic jack accidentally hits his mom with his car waits eight minutes to call <laughs> and plans a last minute live Christmas episode to avoid his mother. He learns a startling revelation about his childhood Christmases. Um, I'm just going to say right now, this is my favorite of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I love this episode. I love this one. I do. <laughs> this is where Colleen shines. <laughs> And I like that she's recurring. Did we recurring. mention who plays Colleen? We have not. Go for it, oh. Julia. Yeah, so perfectly casted in this role as Colleen Jack Donnie's mom, mom is Elaine Stritch, who is, she has a long history of comedy. Um, and she's done some serious stuff too, but she just passed away in 2014. I didn't know that. I figured she'd probably pass because she was fairly old in this show. Um, but man, talk about a career. You can scroll forever on IMDb with all of her stuff. Um, but she plays this role, this crotchety woman 
who's lived a life or two role perfectly. All right. So we all agree this was the best of the, the episodes. Yes. I'm kind and of excited it, about that. And it also, honestly, had the sweetest moment for me of any of these episodes. Oh, which yeah. Is, which is when Jack finds out, you know, he always... He says mother never did anything for her Christmas. She always had diff- a guy over every Christmas Eve. And, you know, the Christmas holidays of his mother were awful until he finds out. Until he. Liz points Liz, out. Liz points out. So in the Christmas special he put together for the show, he had mrs claus in it and liz cuts her out of the special entirely and jack slips out he's like you can't have christmas without mrs claus you know she's supposed to hang the stockings and bake cookies and you know read stories to the kids before they go to bed i don't want doesn't everyone do that liz is like no i think that's your mother only did that for you jack which was really sweet yeah we also learned that his mom was Basically hooking it to get Jack's Christmas presents. This is one of the sweetest quotes, though, in the episode. Which one? Where, so Jack is like, Christmas in the Donahue house was awful. Haven't I told you about my mom's Yuletide boyfriend? Good old Frederick August Otto Schwartz III. And Liz goes, F.A.O. Schwartz? Like the toy store? Chess and Jack says his family owns some toy stores. Yeah, so what? She's like, Jack, I think your mom put out on Christmas to get you kids presents. She did it for you. He goes, not possible. She didn't do anything for us. And she's like, I know you guys are pretty poor. Did you have a lot of presents? And it's like his eyes start to sparkle and he goes, you couldn't even see the tree. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's just the sweetest moment right there in the show. It's such a surprise too to me. Yeah. Like I wasn't anticipating that. And that I was I wonder nice. how uh, FAO Schwartz felt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, love letter to New York. Yeah. Yep. I love that about this show. The other aspect of this episode I liked was a whole because I love, you know, the Christmas variety hour type yes. thing. So I like that Jack was putting one together for the show. Yeah, it gave me all the feels. Like, all the feels. Yeah. And I'm not a big Jane Krakowski fan, but me girl either. can sing. No. She can sing her some Christmas carols. She definitely can. I was very Not excited. quite as good as some of the cast members, but we'll get to that. <laughs> That's a different episode, right? Yep. So can we talk about how uh, <laughs> when Liz ruins a kid's Christmas? Oh, my gosh. Um, I want to, before we jump away from... Uh, Colleen and Jack, though, did you notice the allusion to the the uh, Wizard of Oz in this episode? No. <laughs> Go back and watch and look oh, at. Oh, is uh, it when? Is Colleen's it? Oh, legs? Oh, like, sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, she, it looks like the. It looks like when the house fell on the Wicked Witch of the West. That is so funny. <laughs> when he's sitting in the car for eight minutes, just staring at eight her legs minutes. in the mirror. <laughs> Exhibit A. Yourself, <laughs> Poor Colleen. Anyway, yes, go ahead. Uh, well, beforehand, Liz is going to deliver all these toys to these kids. And they're talking about it. And Liz says, I'm going to take these up there personally. I want to see Deshante and Marcus's face light up when they get it. Anyway, I got to take this up to 
245th Street at Lawrence Taylor Boulevard. Tracy Jordan and his, his bodyguard.com are like, no, 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 no. And Tracy Jordan says, I will not let you go to that neighborhood alone. In the spirit of Christmas and Kwanzaa, <laughs> Liz Lemon says, Kwanzaa. And Tracy Jordan says, and Shalom, Shazam, you too, my sister. We're going to go downtown with you. And remember.com, you were there to protect me, not Liz Lemon. <laughs> You gotta admit, Tracy Jordan nailed it there, Anthony. <laughs> he he did. He has some moments for sure. So they go to this apartment building, <laughs> and she knocks on the door with this whole wagon of presents and uh, two two enormous African American guys enter the door and take the wagon from her and just pull it inside and shut the door in her face. And Tracy Morgan's like, "You got scammed." <laughs> Like, and Liz is so upset because she thinks she's been a scam. They're not, you know, they, they don't have kids, you know, they just wanted free stuff. Mm-hmm. So she goes, first she goes to the post office to complain. <laughs> which <laughs> oh I'm sure. Gosh, that part left and made me laugh so hard. With Tracy Jordan. <laughs> well, starting with her when she asks her if her name is Tarine and she's like, it's Irene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then tracy's like what you think because i'm black i know all black people and he's like irene how are you doing <laughs> did dicky hook you up with this job that's right <laughs> I, I i mean that's a trope that gets played over and over and over again mm-hmm. and every flipping time it makes me laugh <laughs> whether it's like one black person with all white people and he knows the black the other black guy or Right. Flip. It's just, it's always funny. <laughs> so, oh boy. anyway, they, she goes to Jack, and Jack is convinced that, you know, she didn't get scammed. There had to be kids there. They're real kids, you know. Kenneth. He, oh, yeah, the Jack's the actor. Kenneth is convinced, you know, no, they're real kids, you know. He believes in the magic of Christmas. So Liz takes him to the apartment to prove him wrong. And two little kids open the door. And Liz is just so happy. She squats down. She's like, I'm Liz Lemon. I got you your Christmas gifts. And these kids are like, not Santa. (laughs) (laughs) And the parents, I guess, are like so furious. at her. like, what is wrong with you? It's so funny. It's really hilarious. It was a definite Chandler with the adopted kid moment. A hundred percent. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, but absolutely. I'm adopted? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, so Liz is like, before she goes back and realizes there are actually kids there, she is on like the war path. And another one of my favorite quotes is when she's asking, she asks, Jack, she goes into his office. She's like, hey, you don't know the Postmaster General, do you? He's like, I do, but we had a falling out over the Jerry Gar... Sorry, that's the ice cream. I do, but we had a falling out over the Jerry Garcia stamp. I mean, if I want to look a hippie, I'll just return Joe ba- Joan Baez's phone calls. <laughs> which made me laugh really hard. That was a good one. So I like when uh, Jack is telling Liz about the accident with his mom. And he's like, I hit her. Colleen. I hit her with my car and Liz is like what oh my god is she she's fine 
better than me. They're giving her a titanium hip like the Terminator. <laughs> it's only going to make her more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's talking about, okay, about Colleen. And he's like, uh, I found a nursing home off of Maine's coasts run by the same French company that oversaw Napoleon's exiles. She'll be treated humanely, but there will be no escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love, I love the atmosphere of this episode. Yes. That set for the variety show is just so perfect. And when they end and her, um, Jack and Colleen are singing together and he just has that sweet look on his face you know when mm-hmm. she's singing and oh man it was just perfect it I mean it really put me in the christmas spirit like really me too so i i like when colleen and jack are going back and forth the colleen is like exhibit a your cell phone bill you made a call to 911 at 8 16 a.m exhibit b the watch my son gave me for christmas not the one i wanted by the way you had to set it before it broke of course and your car rammed into me down in florida and it stopped at 808 exhibit c 16 minus a equals eight numbers unlike children don't lie what kind of son and jack is like what kind of mother tells her son that john kennedy died because he talked in church or tells her son when he was voted captain of the dime team quote what a great great way to meet guys (laughs) (laughs) um oh she is so mean to him yeah, she is. Oh, so funny though. That scene where uh, Tracy and Liz go to the the house, and Tracy's like, "What's the past tense of scam? Is it scrumped? I think you got scrumped. <laughs> you got scrumped." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love this one. So this one passes the Linus test with flying colors. Oh yes, with flying colors, one hundred percent. Let's rank it. That's two. I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm giving it eight. I'm gonna go. Ooh, I'm gonna go with a ten. All right, we're right at a nine then. Nice. All right. Next up, we have season four, episode eight, Secret Santa, which aired on December tenth, twenty oh nine. This wow, it's hard to think. Leave these are ten years old now. Mm-hmm. Jack and Liz decide to exchange gifts without Liz realizing how high the bar is set since Jack is, quote, the world's best gift giver. The new actor on the set, Danny, is discovered to have an amazing singing voice, and Jenna's solo Christmas song is turned into a duet, much to Jenna's frustration. Jack reconnects with a high school love. To avoid Kenneth's crazy Secret Santa fun swap, the TGS crew profess belief in Verdukianism, a made-up religion, and they claim they need more and more for Merlapine, a Verdukian holiday of mouth pleasures, ultimately challenging Kenneth's faith in both his religion and Christmas. The Verdukianism thing was freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. <laughs> then he was just like, I just thought they just kept getting more and more ridiculous, and poor Kenneth just went with it. I mean, oh, the idea... Did. The idea that you can create a religion on the spot and somebody can believe you. And I like Kenneth's line. Um, was it this episode where he said something about like, when has religion ever caused problems? <laughs> <laughs> so what storyline did you guys like on this one? Anything? 
I'm not the biggest fan of this one, but if I, I mean, if I had to like pick one, it would be Liz and Jack trying to get each other gifts. Gifts. Uh, I love Julianne Moore. Couldn't deal with the Boston accent. Oh, oh. I thought it was fun. Mm, it's grating on my ears. <laughs> I could watch her all day long. Uh, I could watch her. I mean, she's what she yeah. was good. I'm not saying I'm not saying she wasn't, but the accent yeah. was like, yeah, I love her. She's one of my favorite actresses. Um, I, I liked and didn't like the stuff between her and Jack. Um, uh, whenever it's somebody married involved with something, it's always a little, I don't know, don't care for it. I could, I could watch her though. All day long, and I, I like seeing Jack happy. Frankly, the episodes where he's happy make me happy. Um, so while I didn't quite like the storyline, I like to see him happy. And him busting out the Boston accent made me laugh too. <laughs> I really don't like episodes that try to make me sympathetic towards um, unfaithful characters. Mm-hmm. When they're tugging my emotions and wanting, like, trying to get me to pull for Jack and this married woman, it just, it irks me to no end. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, mind it. Watch out, Sarah. Apparently, apparently one, of us on this, just one of us on this show is lacking a moral compass. I'm just saying. Oh I'm just saying. I'm just saying I lack a moral compass. I know, no, Anthony. I'm just saying when shows and movies do it, it's because it happens in real life. But even when it happens in real life, and I know people doing it, I don't pull for them for this like underdog couple. I don't know. Again, moral compass. I think it depends on the circumstance for me. Not that I would do it or condone it, but I'm just saying that like I don't mind watching it if this story, if this is done. Like, and I didn't feel like they did it wrong in this one. Did it wrong? That's not the right word. I found it was done already in this one. I get what you're saying. It went as far as, you know, it didn't go as far as other shows go. And yes, exactly. I, I still the only thing I'm hearing is I lack a moral compass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just thought you missed talking to us, Anthony. I know. <laughs> I know. Every, every, uh, time, every time I have a feeling of love for you, Tom, you remind me, like, oh, it's a love. Tom is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. There was that perfect opportunity. You should have said, you remind me that Tom is the worst. <laughs> I still want that sticker. Yeah, I need more. I don't know when we're doing more stickers, but I'll get them made. Tom is the worst. So what do y'all think of the Jenna Danny side story where Danny's this Canadian? I, I wasn't watching the show at this point at all. So he was totally new to me, but apparently he's Canadian who doesn't get sarcasm, which is kind of a funny part of the show. Because they don't have a big Jewish population. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he has a beautiful singing voice. So in order as a way for, and I don't know his name, but one of the producers, right? That character yes. who's balding as a way for one of the producers to get back at Jenna for always skipping out on giving um, 
donating money towards a gift to some other staff members on the show or in the building, but still getting the credit because the card is signed from the staff. Um, he decides to, uh, to give them a duet, which is a great way to get back at her because she likes the spotlight. Um, she hears what a beautiful voice Danny has. She's even more demoralized because it's her thing. And then when it comes to the final airing of the show where they sing together, he goes off key for everything to make her sound really good. And it makes her very happy. And it was kind of sweet for him to do that. I thought like a selfless Canadian thing to do. And it was very, it was interesting getting some more of her backstory, like about her childhood, which is as weird as Jack's, it sounds like. Yeah. Like her mom would take her to see Santa Claus because she suspected one of them might be her deadbeat dad. So she'd have to sit down on <laughs> Santa's lap in the, every Santa's lap in the Bakersfield area and scream, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, Trevor. <laughs> And that, oh, and then what? She had to sing Christmas carols in Sears. So she mom yeah. could shoplift. So her mom could shoplift. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had that other story where with Uface, the new social media platform that <laughs> Jack invested in, Uface. <laughs> and that ties back to this plot with him and Julia Moore because that's yeah. how they connected. That's right. You could finger tag people. I've been finger tagged, Lemon. Was that down by the subway entrance? Because I saw a gangly looking kid down there. <laughs> and she, I love- she edited him out of every photo they took together. <laughs> and she, they're like, no, that means she's really into you. Because she oh cares God. about you because she edited you out. <laughs> when Liz oh, and Jack decide they're going to give gifts... And Liz mm-hmm. says, uh, great, so what do you want? And Jack says, excuse me. Liz says, well, in my family, everybody just writes down what they want, and then we give it to each other, and everybody has a great Christmas. And Jack says, Lemon, gift-giving is the purest expression of friendship. I'm going to think about what I know and like about you, and that will lead me to the perfect gift, and you do the same. And Liz says, so bath salts in a coffee mug would be not it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's a little Leslie Nope here with his gift giving. I do too. He takes it very seriously and he ends up getting her a very thoughtful gift at the end. And she, you know, in her own way, gets him a very thoughtful gift. By and calling it a care. bomb threat. Uh, yeah, and kills two birds with one stone. She also single-handedly with that move restores, um, dang it, I want to call him. Kenneth. What's his name? Kenneth. Single-handedly restores Kenneth's face faith because he is uh, fulfilled knowing his God is a vengeful <laughs> God again and is paying back the Verdukians for their lie because she makes the bomb threat from Judah Freelanders. Phone. I do but find I it like- odd that they had two different storylines that depended so heavily on vengeance in a Christmas episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I actually liked uh that's not odd though the Grinch kind of depended on vengeance right yeah but um I like the part where Tooper and Frank finds out Kenneth is doing a secret Santa thing and he's like oh he takes the two worst parts of Christmas giving rules and combines them and there's this flashback 
to Kenneth explaining the rules of Secret Santa last year and he's like, and the person with the highest number gets the smallest gift to the tallest person. They want to switch. They can't unless they do. Unless they do, then everyone puts their head down except the murderer. Oh, wait, that's not right. <laughs> the whole thing was so confusing. I ended up getting my crappy gift back. Like, I need two copies of over 60 vixens. <laughs> I like when they start to pull their Verdukian stuff on him, and he's like, Tracy says, what's up, Special K? Having a party? Ken says, not me, sir. Tonight is the Verdukian holiday of mouth pleasures. <laughs> Mr. Rosentino, Spurlock, and Lutz must have free sausage pizza, followed by some gentle flossing performed by a blonde virgin. Tracy says, your generosity is being taken care of. Ken says, what do you mean? Uh, Tracy says, Verdukianism is fake. Those dudes made it all up. They don't want to do your secret Santa. Uh, they go on and Tracy says, uh, that's what religion is, K-Fed. Just a bunch of made-up rules to manipulate people. Why don't Catholics eat meat on Fridays? I'll tell you why. Because the Pope owns Long John Silvers. <laughs> 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 and then I do like the, when uh, Tracy says, um, when Kevin asks him, wait a minute. Are you saying that other religions are made up by man too? And Tracy says, uh-oh, Ken. We've fallen into the intellectual deep end here. <laughs> And if I try, to, and if you try to grab onto me, we'll both drown. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess more than the Verdukianism, I really like. I actually like Tracy Jordan's response to it, and how he's the the sound voice of region here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. Like on what we know of his character, would he ever realize that Verdukianism immediately was a crock of crap? So I thought the, I would call it a Linus moment at the end where What's-His-Face decides to sing badly on purpose to give Jane her gift. Mm-hmm. That was a very sweet moment. It is a sweet moment. I did like that. For her, not so much for the producer who tried to screw her over. Yeah, he gets a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it funny when Kenneth picks up Santa and he says, you're just a Kenny Rogers doll now. Oh yeah. yeah, when he takes his outfit off. Yep. <laughs> that was I did like it when Lutz got tased though. <laughs> I was like, what is this? He says, I renounce Verdukianism. What does that mean? Are you Al Qaeda? Come here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that part. Oh, that was funny. All right, let's go back and rank this. I'm gonna come in at a five. I've got a four. I've got a 2.5. We're at 3.833. Which puts it last so far. Not for long. Hmm. Not for long. All right. uh, Since we only have one left, Anthony and Julia read it in unison. Go. That's hilarious. Ready? One, two, three. I don't even have it pulled up in front of me, dude. All right, Anthony, then I guess you're up. (laughs) (laughs) So the last 30 Rock Christmas episode aired in season five, December 9th, 2010, and it is called Christmas Attack Zone. Jack tries to ambush his mother by inviting his father and Avery to Christmas dinner. Jenna misses her ex because they won't attend New Queer's Eve together, and Tracy tries to maintain his new serious image. So we have two guest stars in this one, right? Christina, what's her name? Elizabeth. Uh, I mean, yeah, what? 
sorry, not Christina Hintrich, uh, Hintrich. What's her name? Elizabeth Elaine's Elizabeth Banks. Mm. Elizabeth Banks. Yep. Yes. Okay. So we have Elizabeth Banks and Will Forte in this one. Will Forte and, had a recurring role oh. in this in this show. Who else, Julia? And Alan Alda. Oh yeah, and Alan Alda as and uh, Colleen. Jack's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're both dead. Alan oh, Alda he died? did die, didn't he? Didn't he? I thought oh, he died. Yeah, I think he did. I don't know. I'll look. Nope, <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. <laughs> Whoopsie. Did another uh, MASH person die? I thought I really thought Alan Alda died. I feel like I've heard that music recently, and why would you? And the only thing you hear that's because he's dead. Okay, well, I knew much. he was on MASH, but my brain automatically connected him to the A team for some reason. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That show was so bad. The A-Team? Yes. And I really didn't like MASH because I didn't get the humor. My grandparents watched it and the sat- and the music just made me sad as a kid. I didn't know what was going yes. on. The music is sad. It, it is. is sad. It's kind of a sad show, right? They're in a war zone. and I mean, the finale was very sad. Yeah. You know, Alan Alda wasn't his real name? What was his real name? name? Alfonso Joseph D'Abruzzo. Well, wow. well, that's like Steve Carell's not his real name. It's Stephen Carrasselli. Oh, why do Italians keep wanting to change their names? Self hate. You can't have a vowel. We'll never have an Italian president for that reason. You can't have a vowel as the, as the last letter of your name. You sound too really. Monster. Never thought of that. Too monster. You'll never see a president Caruso in our lifetime. Sadly. Thank God. Oh, man. That's you know what? I was going to make you vice, but now forget it, Tom. Julia, I'm I nominate you. I'm nobody's vice. I I'm want take... nothing to do with that White House or politics in general. Thanks. I'll build the blue house. The blue house? Yeah, because blue is my favorite color. Me too. That's eerie. I like <laughs> all right. I'm just going to say it. I didn't like this episode at all. I didn't like this episode either. I yeah. cannot stand Jenna and her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend Will Forte at all together. Yeah, no. I don't understand that. I don't know if it... You said he was recurring, so I guess he'd been on there. Yeah, he dated Jenna for a while and was obsessed with her, and she was part of his drag routine, I think. Yeah. I thought Jack's plot to ambush his mother was just mean. Like, you know... I thought it was a lot meaner than what she tried to do to the lemons in episode one. It was. It was meaner. I mean, to. (laughs) I was, I was (laughs) going even further than that, forcing her around the guy that she hasn't seen for 50 years that she slept with. And yeah. Well, it is awful that she hid Jack from him for that many years. I don't know the backstory of why she did that. I haven't watched the show. I haven't either, but it's never acceptable. No. My favorite part is when Liz Lemon gets lost in Jack's house. She comes out of that hidden doorway with a candelabra in her hand. (laughs) This place is freaking huge. (laughs) My favorite part is Tracy Jordan trying to be serious, and so he's got a a big necklace that just says poverty on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's convinced that in order to be taken as a serious actor you have to be depressing and bring everybody down all the time 
Oh my gosh, when he stands up in front of those battered women and he says, y'all be quiet, a man is speaking. (laughs) Jordan's just awful. (laughs) And his, uh, what was the movie called? The Chunks? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is he was just basically what's his name? Professor movie. Uh I thought he was more of the Medea thing going on. Well, I thought it was Nutty Professor. I think it was the clumps. Part. Yeah. Who's the Nutty Professor? Did a lot of those stupid movies. (laughs) Either way, though, like. (laughs) Yeah, I just this episode really didn't hit hit it for me. I didn't get Christmas feelings from this episode. No, even though the decorations in Jack's house are always beautiful, always his tree is always so pretty. His tree in the last one was so pretty. Um, it was the sprucey kind, that blue spruce type tree. Yep. Or I guess it's in his office. It's not in his house. Um, but yeah, there. Other than that, and those couldn't even carry the feels. It was just a really negative episode. I did like when they walk in on Kenneth, and he says, "What are you doing here, sir?" I wasn't setting this up because I'm spending Christmas at work. I certainly wasn't going to pretend these trash cans were my parents. Oh. <laughs> that made me sad. It made me sad, too. I liked, uh, so Jack's dad is actually like a... Oh, and... Yeah. He said, by the way, we have a tradition in my family where we let the child name itself. And Avery's like, oh, yeah, that's hippie nonsense. Jack's like, absolutely not. And Milton's like, well, suit yourself. My son Spider-Man turned out just fine. <laughs> I did like .com when he said, uh, all the big actors do charity work on Christmas Eve. Russell Crowe is having an auction to benefit the victims of his own mood swings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did like when Jack tells Colleen that Avery and him are having a baby. And she's just like, I see. And Jack's like, may I remind you, this is good news. And Colleen's like, this is a disgrace. What are my chums at the Death Shore Retirement Community going to say when I tell them that my unmarried son has knocked up a Protestant? (laughs) (laughs) And when they're showing, uh, when they're showing Avery trying to hide the baby by randomly holding a ham in front of her on the news. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I did like we did. Re- I did like the throwback reference to uh, Luda Christmas when Kenneth says Tracy ruined it, and they just flash back to him, and he's like, "In the Darfur region, the dead may be the lucky ones." Next slide. <laughs> I did like when Colleen is faking her heart attack, and Avery and Jack, uh, not Jack, Avery and Milton get really concerned and are like down by her side and Jack's like she's faking it can't you see that and and Milton's like we have to call an ambulance listen to me damn it I'm a doctor and Jack is like of history and what emergency (laughs) would you be necessary if someone wanted to know whether the 60s were awesome or not and Milton was like they were (laughs) I like Liz Lemon's quote who hasn't made mistakes? I once French kissed a dog to, to impress what turned out to be a really tall 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, I love when she goes into that drag club and they keep thinking that she's in drag. And then the, like, and I'm then not the in drag. Drag walks by and he looks exactly like her. He looks exactly like her. 
Oh. All right, I think we hit out, hit all of my uh, high points. Mine too. I will say this is not a Christmas episode. No. There's definitely not a Linus moment. Definitely not. Uh, when 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 uh, I'm going to disagree. I think when Tracy learns that he can be funny and be taken seriously, and that comedy is neat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bit of a stretch. <laughs> I was totally kidding. All right, I'm going to give this one a 1.5. I'm going with a one. I'm going with a one. All right, that brings us to 1.66. So, the Christmas episodes of 30 Rock are in order of ranking highest to lowest. Season 3's Christmas Special, Season 2's Christmas, Season 4's Secret Santa, and Season 5's Christmas Attack Zone. Hmm. I'm happy with that ranking. I am too. Oh, I am too. I don't feel like we had enough outtakes to make it worth doing a whole episode on Patreon, so we won't have that this week. But speaking of Patreon, Patreon? huh? As I said, speaking of Patreon, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon at tisthepodcast.com slash Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, get bonus content. Apparently, Anthony and I are going to give people what they have not asked for, which is our thoughts on the season finale of Game of Thrones. I have a feeling that's going to be lively discussion. Um, we'll try to get that out in the next week or so. We've got all sorts of other good content there, and I can promise that the donors who give at the sticker and badge pin level will be getting something new in June after my trip to after my trip to the European Union. I will come back and have st- uh, something special to send to you guys. So get you on, on it now. Yes. That's exciting. I'm going to Glasgow, Edinburgh, and London. So. Oh, so you're going to the soon-to-be not part of the European Union. Oh, it will be. I don't think Brexit's going to happen. Yeah, Fingers I'm crossed. And a lot of my friends over there. Uh, well, they can't seem to get it together and make anything happen. So here's hoping they they flub it up again. I was I think the highlight of my point my my trip is to go to a castle in yeah, Edinburgh. So in addition to Patreon. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So in addition to. Mm, Stop pulling a tom here and stopping and humming at yourself every two minutes. Hmm. So easy to edit with you because I just go from the hmms to the start talking again. Cut that part. <laughs> Glad I could help. It's, I mean, it really is a good delimiter. It's great. So in addition to Patreon, check us out on social media. Uh, we have Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram. You can access all this by going to tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, come talk to us. Engage with us. We love chatting with our listeners. Um, Reddit's usually pretty active. Facebook's pretty active a lot now, too. Thanks to certain people. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're usually good about answering packs, so engage with us. And if you like the show and want to help us spread the cheer 365 days per year, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you download this podcast because every review will help more people like yourself find us. So we'd really appreciate that. Speaking of social media, we also learn a lot of stuff there that we can miss. Sometimes it's embarrassing for us given the fact we are a Christmas podcast. Disco54 posted on Reddit that Doris Day had passed 
um, last week, two weeks ago, and she's she's pretty important when it comes to Christmas, um, especially classic Christmas. Her voice is known for being beautiful, and she has, I think, an entire album devoted to Christmas carols, right? Yeah, it's, I mm-hmm. think it's called the Doris Day Christmas Album. Yeah, so she passed not too long ago, and we didn't mention it when she passed. kind of flew off our radar, but... The Christmas community lost a, a real uh, a real gem with her. I liked her movies too. Did y'all watch any of her movies growing up? Yep. I mean, yeah. she's a legend. Like, I was surprised yeah. the news didn't make a bigger deal when she passed, honestly. But the yeah. news is so fast nowadays. Nothing really stays Same thing in happened with Tim Conway. Time. Yeah. He passed and I didn't hear a lot about it. And he's one of my favorite actors ever. So we've lost some good ones. All right, now that we're on a side note, why don't we announce the next two weeks worth of movies? <laughs> oh, God. So, while we were recording this episode, Anthony filled us in on the next two weeks of Tis the whoa, Podcast whoa, whoa. episodes. Not, I am not going to take the fall for this. I'm giving oh, them both to you, dude. Not nope. publicly. You put them both on there. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> okay. While we were filling, while we were recording this episode, one of our male co-hosts, who is not speaking now, went ahead and queued up two new episodes for us next week. For our faithful listener, Disco54 on Reddit, we are going to be covering Candace Cameron Burr's Switched for Christmas, a Hallmark movie. And um, because I spoke so highly of it, a Christmas Story Live got added to our list. And the following week, we will be joined by Todd Killian, for, who is one of our Patreon listeners, Patreon supporters, for an episode of The 12 Dates of Christmas. All right, guys. As of the day this is dropping, there are 5,088 hours until Christmas. Which is that's, only 212 days. Which? That's only 30 weeks. We are 58% of the way to Christmas, guys. Holy hey guys, crap. Looking at the schedule, we are so close to like July. Yeah. Oh, right? It's crazy. All right. Do your homework. Go watch you some Candace Cameron Burr and uh, be sure to let Disco54 on our subreddit know exactly how you feel about her Hallmark movies. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Happy Memorial Day. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Your tight carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. Liz Lemon, I know you're going to be all alone on Christmas Day. So if you like, you can spend it with the Jordans. I'd love to, Tracy. Good. We'll be over at two. My kids have a peanut allergy, but my dogs only eat steak. They know that Santa's on his way. What on earth is the matter with you? I love you, Mother, and I don't want you to die. I'm never going to, Jackie. Just see a flame 
really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. Anyway, I like the part where uh, Toofer and Frank are. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Uh oh, she heard Anthony talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha! You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had assumed Anthony wasn't listening to us when I made that no. bad joke. I hear everything. 